and welcome inside another edition of Indie Star Preps Weekly. My name is Brian Hensch, joined by Cal Nenrip and the Akeem Glasby. Akeem, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Brian? <laughs> oh, I'm just great. Kyle, how are you? Good, good. Glad to be out. It's an awesome stadium. I've seen it from the outside, but being on the, the field, it's it's amazing. I suppose I should unbury the lead here and say that we're at Noblesville High School. Uh, the Millers have their playoff game this weekend, but more importantly, the soccer team sent both teams to the state championship game. The girls rolled with four goals on an assist from Meredith Tipner. The boys won a dramatic game in their semi-state game. So you got two Millers in the state championship game on Saturday, Akeem. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Shout out Noblesville. That's got to be pretty rare to have two, you know, the school has both teams playing in the in the state finals. So that's, that's amazing. And what, what's funny is that last year, you know, everybody is – kind of had the feeling and kind of I think it's fair to say assumed that it was going to be the same thing it'd be Noblesville girls because they were just on a tear and then they got upset by Homestead mm-hmm. and the boys were shutting out and blowing out everybody that they faced in the playoffs once they got out of sectional so um, it's funny that this is the year where the boys seem like maybe they'd be down after graduating so much they're back in the state championship game and the girls are back to doing what they do so two really impressive teams two really fun teams and, and we'll get to it at the end of the show obviously but we'll have lots of soccer coverage coming up here mm-hmm. um, over the next uh however many days are left by the time you're watching this. It's pretty exciting. But we're here to talk about football primarily. You both had games last week. Um, Kyle, you're the picks leader right now, so we'll start with you and your game. Uh, who did you <laughs> Thank have? you, thank you. Uh, yeah, New Pile and Mount Vernon. Uh, it was a totally different game than the first time they met. It was 42-6 to New Pile. Uh, but, you know, the playoffs just different beast. And Mount Vernon came to play. They uh, got behind early in that game, actually. But but they, they have, you know, they have – 6A speed on that team with Eli Bridenthal, George Buren, and really Luke Ertle, the freshman quarterback, played played really well. I mean, for a freshman, for any grade, really. But uh, So they took the lead 24-21. First time all season, New Pal had been behind in a game, which is amazing stat, you know, considering uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're into the playoffs now. So, you know, so it was it was kind of a gut check time, uh, but really Blaine Nunnally, I mean, all areas of the game. He had two touchdown catches. He had Two interceptions in the fourth quarter that kind of turned the game. And, you know, on special teams he made, uh, I kind of joked with him, I thought the most impressive play he made, he saved a punt from going in the end zone. Uh, you know, kind of a diving, you know, one of those lunges where you, you kind of dive for the ball, throw it back in. And and uh, he said that that's his least favorite uh, thing to do <laughs> of, of anything he does, which makes sense. But, uh, you know, it was, it was really uh, in Mount Vernon, I thought, you know, in the aftermath of it, they're the defending state champs. You know, we, I think you covered their game, Brian, last year in the state yep. finals. They're so fast. And uh, they lost a lot from that team. But, but even still, you know, I thought it was an impressive win. Two kind of different. You know, New Pal has really good athletes too. But they like they got that line that they like to run the ball and run Grayson Thomas. And then uh, Danny Tippett threw, you know, really well to uh, mostly to Nunnally but also to uh, to Thacker too but you know it's one of those you know you always have a game where you know it's kind of not going your direction for a team that maybe goes on to have a chance to win state and it was kind of that type of game for New Pal so a good gut check win uh, for the Dragons and they move on now and play a Greenfield Central team uh, that's also pretty good but different style they like to run the ball uh, did not spread it out quite as much so uh, that'll be an interesting game but uh, but yeah I mean 
life moves on for New Pal. Now, you know, if they can beat Greenfield, it's looking pretty good. They could see Ron Colley in that game we've been talking about all year. Akeem, you've had a chance to cover New Pal a few times this year. As you're following along on Twitter, I'm just I'm curious to hear your reaction and your thoughts on the way that New Pal had to come back and win that game. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously for them to never have trailed and then to trail for the first time in the playoffs is kind of shocking. But, you know, I, I guess it was never in doubt in my mind just because I know the talent that New Pal has and kind of just, again, at, at, all, at, every, at all three levels on both sides of the ball, we've talked about it several times. And I guess they're kind of, with Tippett at quarterback now, they're kind of, you know, built a little bit better to come back because when you do have the, the passing attack with Tippett and Nunnally, you know, no lead is really safe against them and with the, the running attack with Grayson Thomas. So, yeah, it's kind of shocking that it got off to that kind of a start. And I had a similar game with, with my game just with this, the way that Mooresville started. But, yeah, it, it, I guess it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. That was a beautiful segue, Akeem. Let's talk about your <laughs> game in Mooresville. I'm buddy. doing your job for you. <laughs> I man. appreciate it. Go ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> Proceed. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was my first time to see Nick Patrick in person and it was kind of funny because the, the start that he had could not have been worse. His first pass of the game was intercepted for a touchdown, a pick six uh, talking to coach afterward. I guess there was a miscommunication like Nick was running one play and the receiver was running a different play but it was a pick six so then uh, Mooresville gets down right away and then uh, at their next possession they lose via fumble so then it's like oh wow like this is going to be a game uh, Mooresville comes back and wins uh, the second quarter. I believe they had three touchdowns. Kind of the highlight of the game was a pass that Nick Patterson dropped into Hogan Denny that was just, he couldn't have placed it any better. Uh, dropped it right over the shoulder and uh, Denny grabs it out of the air with one hand, pins it to himself as he's, as he's going down and obviously Denny's a, a baseball player so that was kind of a, you know, he said he's like a center fielder, you know, he, sometimes you just gotta go get the ball and that was just kind of, um, that kind of cemented the game for them. Moores will kind of handle it from then on out but that start was just kind of shocking in a, in a little bit but the way that Mooresville kind of uh, handled it and kind of responded talking to Nick Passion after the game he said you know we kind of we leaned on the Martinsville game where they were they had to go to overtime to win that game and they were also down by two scores so they did they've been in that situation before and they did that without uh, Hogan Denny so Denny was kind of similar to Nunnally kind of had a big impact on the game uh, nine catches for 99 yards in that score he also he would have had a rushing touchdown that was negated by a penalty and he had an interception in the fourth quarter as well so for someone who and I talked to him after the game you know he was battling a knee injury he wouldn't say he's at a hundred percent but he sure looked pretty dang good uh, with the way that he kind of impacted the, the game on both sides of the ball so you know with Patterson and, and Denny they seem to be a different team but um, I'm interested to see what what they can do next week and if, if I was more I would just run Patterson every game every play because <laughs> by watching him play he's clearly the best athlete on the field uh -huh. his arm he had the, his arm strength is apparent but the accuracy is kind of lacking sometimes so I mean QB sweeps QB powers it seemed like that'd be a great way to just get it done so I'm interested to see if maybe they go to more of a rushing base attack because it seems like if you need a yard you can't really stop Nick Patterson so it's interesting to see Mooresville on now to play rebuff that should be a fun game we'll talk about that more as we get to the picks one big upset that I want to talk to you before we get to those picks. Danville upsets Tri-West and knocks the Bruins out of the playoffs. Your boys' uh, thoughts on that? Well, yeah, six turnovers, I mean, by Tri-West. That, that'll kill you, obviously. So, you know, it's a rivalry. We talked about last week, you know, those teams play each other every year, a lot of times twice a year. So, uh, and it was a close game last time they played. But honestly, you know, as we talked last week, they were kind of trending two different directions. And I really thought, 
you know, Tri-West was going to get them and maybe, you know, a little bit bigger margin than last time they played. But, and I was out at Western Boone last week for a story that's coming this week, but, you know, I, I th- and they didn't say this, but I think they felt like, all right, Tri-West is probably going to be our opponent just based mm-hmm. on what we'd seen. So that sets up a little different for this week, obviously, Western Boone and Danville. And you can't sleep on Danville at this point. If they can, if they have the athletes, you know, they have the type of players who, uh, can beat you, and we'll talk about that game. But uh, but yeah, that was maybe the biggest surprise. Like wow, Danville's really handing it to Tri West, and finding out the you know the uh, turnover situation, it makes a little bit bit of sense. Yeah, no, six turnovers, you you can't overcome that. So I don't know if that's nerves or if that's just Danville coming out and really pushing the tempo and forcing the issue. But, yeah, so when, when you hear the six turnovers, it's kind of not as shocking. But, yes, that was definitely one of the – we both picked that wrong. That was the only game that we got wrong uh, last week. So. Yeah, good segue. Yeah, so uh, – Look at this guy. He's on fire, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. He knows so, I'm uh, losing my voice, and he's just he's stepping up and taking the ball. He's just yeah. taking all three rolls over. He's yeah, all yeah. grown up, and he's all grown up. We love to see it. Picks last week the boys they each got one wrong they picked all the same games because they're boring and uncontroversial class <laughs> playing to protect the lead which is embarrassing for him but he does have a two-game lead we believe i thought it was one game it's a one-game lead <laughs> we are told no <laughs> kyle and i were debating it last night but our math was wrong uh, kyle's up by a game will there be a change this week let's find out <clears throat> let's start off with brownsburg eight and one traveling to ben davis six and three kyle why don't you have honors yeah, to me, this is the most intriguing game of all of them, just because there's some, uh, you know, unknown with the Jaden Whitaker injury. Uh, you know, even if he plays, like how how uh, well is he going to play, or how mobile can he be? Uh, and also, you know, and I came touched on it last week, but the the Thomas Gotkowski uh, situation where he came from Brownsburg last year, but he didn't play the first game of the year because he was still getting his eligibility for the second week uh, because of the transfer situation. So just a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, intrigue, I think. These teams know each other well. Last year, they played in the regional. Uh, ben Davis had lost early in the year and then and then absolutely worked Brownsburg in the regional. It was 32-0 at one point. Ended up being 32-14. So you know Brownsburg's got that stuck away in the back of their mind after what happened last year. Going to be played at the same place. And, you know, Brownsburg had lost uh, last year, but then beat Ben Davis in week one this year. Uh, but again, Gotkowski didn't play. It was 21-16. And uh, it felt like Brownsburg, as that game went along, you know, they, they started to, to control that game. It ended up being a five-point game. Uh, but it felt like Brownsburg could have played better and, and did throughout the course of the year. Uh, but man, I, th- this is going to be a really good matchup. I, I really like, you know, even with Whitaker somewhat uh, compromised or whatever the situation will be, I just like that running game that they have with, with Cheryl and Marcus and they, they've really, and, and balance, they've really been able to uh, control the game, really good offensive line, you know, and, and that's what you look for, I think, uh, in these type of a games. But also you got Ben Davis, which, you know, they're not going to come out there with any fear. And Elijah Price and Gotkowski, and they're very explosive on offense. Uh, Marcus Reese, I mean, uh, so there's any number of ways this game can go. Uh, and I'm going to take, just based on how they played all year, I'm going to take Brownsburg to win a big game uh, at Ben Davis. And uh, But I don't feel, I feel like 50-50. Like, I, I think I could flip a coin on this game and go either way. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, emotions high. I think it's going to be a great crowd, and and but I'll I'll take Brownsburg to win a close one. 
Akeem, will you differ? Yes. Uh, oh. This is this is the uh, maybe maybe the first game that we differ, maybe the only game. But yeah, like I said, I was at the the Brownsburg HSC game, and I just saw how different Brownsburg looked without Jaden Whitaker. And even if you have a compromised Jaden Whitaker, what he brings in the running game just opens up so much of the offense. So if if he's mobile, if he's just simply a pocket passer, that is a huge disadvantage for Brownsburg and a huge advantage for Ben Davis. So. Uh, Without knowing exactly Whitaker's status, I'd like to change it if I could. But <laughs> if I have to works. pick, yes, I know. <laughs> if I have to pick right now, I'm going Ben Davis. We're recording this on a Tuesday, by the way. So if you're seeing this as outdated information, that's that's the reason why. Yes. Well, um, and you do wonder too about the mental, just you know, the uh-huh. mental side of things, like how. You know, Ben Davis, last time they played in a big game, Ben Davis beat them. And they know that, you know, that, that you know, in that regional game last year, they were the better team. And, you know, a lot of those same kids are playing in this game. So that's kind of where I was like, man, I don't, you know, not sure how to and you throw Whitaker in there. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, Brownsburg, I do like that offensive line a lot and the way yes. they run the ball. Obviously, they've done this for a reason. And uh, But if they're one-dimensional, how right. – I don't think no, the running game can thrive if they're forced to only rely on the run. So that's, yeah, that no, was that's my great. I mean, that's kind of where it's like, I don't you know. But I think it'll be a great – I'll be very interested, maybe more than any game this year, to see what happens in that game. Good stuff, good stuff. Akeem, we got Westfield 6-3 and at Carmel 6-3, and another another tight one. Yeah, this is another one that's a complete, you know, coin flip, toss-up. Uh, I think it comes down to the quarterbacks with Kazmierzak and Ballard. Like I said, I, I like a, a, a Russian quarterback, and Ballard seems to be kind of finding his legs as the, as the season's going on and what he's bringing in the rushing attack. And they have uh, playmakers at running back as well and at wide receiver. So I'm going Westfield. Kyle? Really? Okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to differ on the second game already. Uh, I agree. I think this is kind of a toss-up game. Uh, kind of the X factor could be Dylan Thieneman from Westfield, who hasn't, you know, he's he only has played, I think, in three games now, and kind of they've been a little limited with him coming back from injury. I wouldn't be surprised if they use him on both sides of the ball, and, and he's going to Purdue. He's a great athlete. Uh, these teams actually met at Ben Davis in the uh, preseason scrimmage. I covered that, and all three teams were about even, so I was kind of like, man, all these, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out uh, especially with Westfield and Carmel possibly playing each other now they are playing each other uh, could be the biggest crowd of the year I, I think it's gonna be a great crowd those two teams are rivals uh, these teams haven't met uh, in the playoffs the last couple of years because Carmel's been on the south side of the bracket now coming back north uh, so it should be a lot of uh, fun Friday night I'll take Carmel though in a in a close game but I I, agree, I think this one again uh, one of those toss-up type games did Akeem just even the gap against Kyle? We'll find out. Or, he's, no, he's I, I could take two. the lead. He's down by two. No, so I'm he's, down yeah, by one. He needs to come back. <laughs> Clark is he's motioning you're one. Assuming, you're assuming that you got <laughs> – never mind. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I'll have to go back and watch the tape and yeah, see what we said yes. last week. I, I don't know where that was. I'm tired. Uh, Lawrence North, 4-5. and five. Kyle traveling – or they're playing Cathedral 7-1. and one. Where's that game being played? At Arlington. At yeah, Arlington. they're at Arlington. They played most of their games there this year. I, I'm going to – again, this is kind of a – I don't think it's 50-50, but – LN's been one of those hard teams to read this year. Like, they can beat a lot of really good teams, and then they lose to teams that maybe you expect them to beat. Uh, but they have really good athletes, and I, I, I am intrigued by – you know, can they run the ball with Richardson against that that defense, control the clock, and then maybe hit some big plays uh, through the air? And they have at times been able to do that. Uh, but you know, Cathedral it, for the uh, some of the issues that they've had with running the ball and and at times you know stopping people, man, they're just so uh, good on offense with that passing game. And, and I just, I you know, I've got to pick uh, Cathedral to win and, and uh, possibly set up a game with LC next week. But I I think it could be intriguing. Akeem? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
cathedral is just there. Their passing attack is just a, a well, well-oiled machine there with, again, all the targets we've talked about, you know, and Danny O'Neill, we've talked about how well he can spread out the ball and just spin it and just how well he's playing at quarterback. So when you have that kind of advantage and just a polished passer like Danny O'Neill, can't pick against him. So I'm going cathedral. All right, the boys agree on cathedral. Mooresville, 8-2, and two, traveling to Burbuff Jesuit, 6-3, and three, Akeem. Yeah, like, like I said, uh, Mooresville, they're kind of – I think last week will be a wake-up call for them. You know, I don't know what they expected. Or actually, talking to, again, talking to Nick Patterson after the game, he did say they kind of took Lebanon a little lightly, that, you know, they didn't start the way they would have liked to. And so that was kind of a wake-up call. So I would imagine Mooresville, they're going to start fast. They're going to get rid of the mistakes early, kind of the, the fumbling and the interceptions. That's something you don't see from them very often. And, and again, with Hogan Denny, he's kind of a, a great playmaker there. And I'd expect to see a lot of Nick Patterson in the rushing game too. So I'm going Mooresville. I think I – mean, Buff is a very talented team, and I like their offense as well. But I just think Mooresville has the will and kind of the determination to get it done. Kyle? Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite again. Wow. wow. Yeah, I'm going to take, take Buff. This is kind of a maybe an upset pick. Maybe not. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, but I, I look at what Burbuff's done defensively this year uh, with uh, Finn Walters and, and Conway Zhang. They're, they're as good as – I don't know if they're as good, but Joe Strickland and uh, Jaden Childers last year for Burbuff were really good rushing the passer up until they played Gibson Southern and, and Brady Allen made it really tough because he's so good in the state championship game. Uh, but, again, that was 3A. They made the run in 3A last year. Now they're playing 4A. So a little bit different uh, route for them uh, to try to make it through this year. Uh, I think this is a toss-up type game. Uh, the 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 thing is, though, if you can pressure uh, Patterson, you know that's going to make it a little bit tougher on him. But yeah, if they do what Akeem says and just run Patterson, you know I, that would make it tough too. <laughs> so and they have athletes, you know. And both these teams, I, I will say, like Nolan Buckman last week had his best game at receiver for Burbuff. They've kind of been changing their offense with Maverick uh, Geske playing quarterback, and, and they got the ball to Buckman more. He had his best game at receiver last year. So that's a, their offense hasn't been, like, you know, super uh, explosive as last year, uh, but their defense has still been really good. So I, this could be like a 17-14 type of a game or something uh, a little bit more low scoring. I think scoring. that favors Brown or Mooresville if it is a low-scoring game. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. I'm just kidding. I think it would be really. He's not kidding. I, no, I think he's not. Be, I think it could be a really good game. I think it will be. You know, when you look at the games this week, I think that's you know maybe the most intriguing uh, as far as like you know. And we talked about three of them that I think are, but that one's just because we haven't seen this matchup. You know, Burbuff has been three A and Mooresville in four A, so we just it's it's one of those where you don't quite know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Well, if Patterson runs, you know, 80 times at the end of the game, we know that Mooresville coaching staff watches the show and they heed, they heed the pick runner-up Kirtley's um, advice. Yeah. They've been yeah. running him a lot. You know, that that's the thing. They've kind of been, you know, it's like how much do you, you know, risk it, you know. But now you, you do everything you can to win the game. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, in the final touchdown, Mooresville's final touchdown of last game, I mean, it's just Patterson calling his own number from 10 yards away. Just just I don't know what the play was, but he was going <laughs> to get the ball in the end zone. So that, he, that kid just – when he, he has a will and determination. So I say take the training wheels off, run them 80 times if you need to, <laughs> and, yeah, make it a 17-14 game, and I think Mooresville can pull it out. Well, Tra- and he's not going to want to see his career end either. And that's – you know, he's a great – I love covering Nick. He's a great uh, kid to talk to and, you know, wish the best for him too. And, and uh, but yeah, he's not going to want to let it 
be over with. So, but that goes, you know, Verbuff's got kids feeling the same way, I'm sure. Clark, I need you to title this episode, kick the training wheels off, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, next game for us, uh, two one and eight teams, Avon and Pike. I know Pike has played some some good teams really close. Um, Kyle, what do you make of this one? Yeah, again, this is a it's two one and eight teams that one of them's going to be playing Brownsburg or Ben Davis next week for the championship. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, so we, you know we talked about seeding and whatever, but yeah, you know, this is how it fell out, and uh, it's again it's even though they're one and eight, maybe one of the more uh, balanced and intriguing matchups. Uh, and again, I don't know, you know, I, I'm going to give the edge to Avon because of Mason Reynolds mm-hmm. and, and you know what he can do on offense. Uh, but Pike has also been so, somewhat uh, interesting week to week. Like they, they go out and score 42 on LN, but then they give up 63, where their defense has been good in in other games. So, you know, it's hard to read this game really. But I'm going to take Avon to uh, win a close one. Akeem? I, I agree with Kyle. I mean, Mason Reynolds coming into the season was someone we expect to maybe take a, a big leap as a passer. I know he kind of had a, a pedigree coming in, you know, from the limited playing time from the season before. So I just I, I like Avon's offense and what they're able to do. So I'm going Avon. Akeem, we got next. You have Plainfield coming in at 4-5. and five. They have to go up to West Lafayette to play Harrison at 8-1. and one. Yeah, so Harrison, they beat Plainfield in week two. And it seems like the, I mean, the teams are kind of trending in different directions. Harrison's on an eight-game winning streak, I believe, and uh, Plainfield kind of, had an, has had an up and down season so just from that I have to go Harrison Kyle? Yeah and last time they played Harrison ran for uh, 315 yards in that game so if you can do that you know I, but I do you know Plainfield beat uh, Martinsville they play a better schedule than Harrison does overall so if you kind of go down it's like you know it, it looks I think it's going to be a better game than the records indicate uh, but I think Harrison with, with what they've done in the running game uh, will, will have the advantage there so I'm going to take the Raiders Getting it back a little bit closer to home. Bishop Jutard, 6-4, and four, traveling to Hamilton Heights at 8-2, and two, Kyle. Yeah, if uh, these teams actually met in the state championship game, I remember you know, covering this, 2012, uh, Hamilton Heights lost to Chittard in the state final, so they're on different sides of the bracket, which is kind of weird now they're in the same sectional. So, you know, obviously the uh, alignment is, is somewhat different now. But uh, Chittard has, has been one of those teams that offensively, you know, they've been tough all season long. This Hamilton Heights team has kind of been building up uh, over the last few years with John Kirshner as coach there. And, and uh, uh, Bodie Darer, their quarterback, gives them an element in the passing game that's been a little bit different. Normally they've been a running team. Uh, but Chittard, I think, is, is the pick here. Uh, but I think, that, again, this could be a closer maybe uh, if Hamilton Heights can, you know, limit the passing game somewhat, maybe a little bit more low scoring of a game than, than uh, what you would think. But I think Chittard's the team to, to beat here. Akeem? Yeah, no, I, I think Kyle, you know, said it well. I, I, I have no – it's hard to make a prediction in this game, but I, I think um, Chittard can pull it out. Uh, Danville traveling to Western Boone, Akeem. Danville comes in 4-6, and six, Western Boone 9 yeah, I mean, I guess the question here is, can can Danville replicate what they did last week? I mean, I don't know any team that can can lay its head on getting six turnovers, but maybe they found something that allows them to generate those turnovers. You know, fumbles can be a little bit of luck depending on the way the ball bounces. But I think Danville's—they're obviously playing with house money. There, I would imagine they have a lot of confidence heading into this game. I say all that to say I'm picking Weibo. I love this. <laughs> who do you got? I agree with Hakeem. Although, you know, when we talked about Danville earlier, Darren Sharp had uh, 45 carries last week against Tri-West, 186 yards. And the last time they played, uh, even though they lost, it was 33-7 to Western Boone, he had 102 rushing yards. So, you know, that that will be a key, I think, if they can they can control the ball, you know, because that's what Western Boone likes to do with uh, weekly. Uh, and he and he does that well. They That's kind of their strength. Uh, 
Uh, so I think it could be a, a, a short game. You know, both teams are going to want to run the ball. Maybe that's a game to go cover because it's going to get over quickly. But uh, but I, I like Western Boone. I think they're, uh, you know, I think this is a team that has kind of been getting better all season long, and I think they're very confident right now. And, and Weekly's been obviously putting up numbers every week. But you got Danville riding an emotional high too. Uh, you kind of wonder, can you beat your rival teams back-to-back, you know, in the conference teams that you see? Uh, can they avenge another loss? So it, it, I'll be curious to why this will be one of the games I'll be uh, tracking Friday night for sure. Next game, Kyle, um, six and four teams. Cascade is traveling to Sullivan. Two questions. First, your pick. Second of all, where's Sullivan? Sullivan's down uh, kind of southwest of here, and uh, they have a good program. Um, you know that is that is over the last few years uh, been getting better and better. One kind of uh, unfortunate. Uh, I, I was texting with uh, Connor Simmons, the Cascade coach, this morning actually, and uh, Liam Farmer broke his fibula. He's out for the Ooh. season uh, for Cascade. So obviously a huge loss, and uh, feel terrible for him. He's had a great. I mean, almost 2,000 rushing yards and leads him in tackles. He's kind of, when you talk about Cascade football, I mean, he's been the face for the last few years, and they've been getting better and better. So uh, really bad uh, news for them. He did that in last week's game against Greencastle. Uh, so he's not playing. So that that to give Akeem a heads up on that, yeah. I'm going to take Sullivan. I do think Cascade, though, you know, they and he's going to be there trying to help on the sideline and do what he can to help them. Uh, and they do have some good players on that team. I think they're going to keep this game close, but Sullivan's got a lot of experience, and even if Farmer was playing, uh, it would have been a hard game to go down there and win. Uh, Rowdy Adams, one of the better names in uh, high school football. Name. He is a Sullivan quarterback, and he's he's been the starter for three years, so uh, I'm going to take Sullivan. Does Rowdy rock a mullet? I don't know about Rowdy, that. See, I've that's only seen him with the if helmet If he on. doesn't rack a, a mullet, I'm going to be kind of disappointed, Rowdy. So get on that, buddy. Um, Akeem, who do you got in that game? Yeah, like Kyle was saying, I mean, Liam Farmer, yeah, 1,900 yards, 28 touchdowns. That's a lot of production to have to replace on the fly in the postseason. So, yeah, with with that being said, oh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll have to go Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go Cascade, but, yeah, thanks, Kyle, for the heads up. He, yeah. he shouldn't have said that because then he would have had an advantage on me. But yeah, It's only I, fair, I think, yes, to let you, you know what's up. I appreciate up. that. I'm going <laughs> Sullivan. That's a lot of production to replace, and that's and I'm for, really unfortunate for Cascade. Absolutely. So the game here on Friday night is going to be Zionsville four and five at Noblesville three and six. Noblesville last weekend they swept cross country, they swept soccer. Um, now they have the football team up. Kyle or Akeem, let's start with you. Will the football team keep the good mojo running for Noblesville? I think so. I mean, again, I know with an, an extra week to prepare, kind of the what Noblesville likes to do on offense. Maybe you can get that, you know, straightened out and kind of. You know, really kind of focus in on your keys and your reads and kind of stop that rushing attack with uh, Logan Schaffner leading the way and Austin Hastings uh, on defense, kind of their leading tackler. I think they have big games. I'm going Noblesville. Wow, wow, wow. Kyle? Austin Hastings, one of those three-sport guys we wrote about, Akeem, earlier this year. He's He, he does really well, too, uh, for that Noblesville team. And, you know, I was going to – I figured you'd pick Zionsville. I was going to pick Noblesville. <laughs> oh, but we both picked Noblesville. I'm going to pick the Millers. Uh, we're here at the, at the their new stadium here, and uh, – I think it's a one again though really one of those toss up type games. I think probably you you maybe think Zionsville, you know, based on past history, but also Zionsville's moving up to play uh, 6A this year. They've been been 5A in the past. Uh, so this is a little bit different for them, but I'll take uh, Noblesville to win. So the boys different on four games. Wow. So we could be right back where we started next week. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, Akeem, let's start with you. What do you have coming up this week? Yeah, I've got some college basketball stuff I'm working on. Uh, I'll be at the Butler scrimmage on Saturday, Colts Sunday, and some just other college stuff that I'm working on. So. This guy wears all the hats. Like, it's 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 insane how He's many hats He's growing up. He's off wears. to college. He is. 
He's doing the segues. Now he's covering college. He's got a new group of friends. He's getting you at our golf. <laughs> just, it's all coming wow. together for him. And I'm so happy for him. You know, I'm emotional. I'm emotional, <laughs> Kyle. He's not having it. No, he's not. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. The show's still on the air. <laughs> Kyle, what do you have coming up? Uh, I've got a story on uh, Carmel's Ethan Trent. Yep. Uh, his brother, Tyler Trent, uh, of course, uh, you know, people knew that story. Greg Doyle wrote a lot of awesome uh, columns at the time. He became a national story, uh, passed away from cancer in 2019, early in 2019. So uh, writing about Ethan, he's a senior at Carmel now, offensive lineman going to Indiana State uh, next year. So sat down to talk to him. And also Western Boone's got a cool story. A uh, girls football player who uh, is starting on the line. And, and she is, uh, she's, it's fun to, you know, sit down and talk with her. So we'll have a story on that. Uh, coming later this week too and then the normal uh, uh, sectional previews and predictions and uh, coverage I'll be at uh, Brownsburg Ben Davis good Friday stuff. good stuff forgot yeah, I mean, I'll be at uh, New Pal Greenfield, Greenfield Central, Central yeah. yes all right which we didn't include that game in the picks but uh, but yeah that that should be an interesting game too I'm assuming you both pick New Palestine Stein yeah, yeah yes. I think so Strine. Yeah. Okay. All right, for me, we're going to have soccer and volleyball previews. HSE with a huge win over McCutcheon last week. Weebo moves on. Um, Cecina and Lutheran were the other two teams that moved in for our area, so it could be a foursome out in Muncie, which I know Akeem is really excited about. <laughs> I'm a little less so, but it's fun. It was fun fun covering those matches. A lot of soccer this weekend. Obviously, there's a boys' championship game Friday night. Um, we'll have somebody on coverage on that. I'm going to have coverage of the Noblesville girls versus Carmel and the Brebuff boys game. Kyle is going to help us out with the Noblesville boys versus Columbus North. And then we'll also have coverage, obviously, the Park Tudor girls as they try to finish it off. Gretchen Farley, I just love sharing this fact whenever I can. She's going to run in the state cross-country meet in the morning, then turn around and drive to Indianapolis to, to compete in the soccer match and try to lead her team to a championship. She's done it through, like, the last three or four rounds of the playoffs, at least, I'm assuming. Like, she did it for regionals or for sectionals when I covered them. Regionals lined up, two, Semi-state lined up, two. She doesn't. She just keeps flourishing. The kid's unbelievable. So much fun to talk to. A Notre Dame cross-country runner. I talked to her about it, and she just loves your team. Can't get enough of it. So, that's great. Um, high school basketball, by the next time we start, we'll have some high school basketball to talk about on the girls' side. Um, Fat 15, super team, all that stuff. Once I get through the bog of everything that's happening right now, um, we're going to have some features. We've been working on some really cool things with that, some some different stuff with kids around the area. So that's exciting. It's all happening at once, Akeem. It's the three por- It's three sports, you know, all the sports you're doing, all the colleges, college football, basketball. And you just you look razzed. And that's exciting for me. We thank you all, though, so much for watching. Clark is shaking his head telling me to get off the air. So we'll talk Clark's to you guys. going like this. Yeah. Got, got. We'll get back to it next week. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you. Bye.